Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. This is the gospel of the Lord. Hello. I'm humbled to be here tonight, but actually don't know if I'm here because of a wilderness or because, in general, I'm just bewildered. (laughs) And maybe it really doesn't matter. Um, Weren't there a lot of each in Scripture? I think so. The Israelites wandered in one. Elijah ran to his, and even Jesus was led to one. I was dropped into my wilderness last year, first when Susan died, and then deeper into it a month later when Mary died. Susan and Mary did not know each other, but it looked like they planned their exit strategy together. I had texted Susan multiple times without a reply. The last text cheerfully said, hey, Susan, are you there? (laughs) She no longer was. Mary and I arranged lunch for a Tuesday, but on Sunday, Mary died in her kitchen. Without warning, both just disappeared. I was, and I still am, bewildered. Of the many synonyms for wilderness, I chose the word empty. The deep decades-long trusted friendships I had with these women each ended so abruptly that they left me lost in an emptiness of grief. I love them still and will always be homesick for them because their lives and being there was anything but empty. Susan was warmth and lofty ideals, gentleness, calm, and refinement. Living in a tiny traditional home with her tapestries and carvings, music, books, and friends filled with life, it's no wonder I thrived on her laughter and her bright conversations. One's about faith and justice, about love and deep soul searching, about the heart stuff and the hard stuff of life. Ever caring, she FaceTimed her grandchildren when they came home after school to their empty home and faithfully grandparented from 200 miles away. I especially loved that she watched Cross of Grace services on YouTube so often that she even knew some of you who served by your name. Vulnerable, courageous, compassionate, she loved people tenderly, including me and you. She just kept loving. Mary, on the other hand, was everything earthy and creative, funny, colorful, and outrageous. Her small, double-wide home in the country overflowed with rescued dogs, cats, and kids. I cherish the way she usually started our conversations with an abrupt, hey, DK, I have an idea, and she always did. Her friends still talk about the time when she was in a bar where her son was a bouncer, and a wild fight broke out. Mary suddenly rushed into the middle of it, and Mary didn't rush anywhere, and began pushing drunk guys out of the way to get to her son, 
all the while shouting to him, are you okay, are you okay? She never once, never once considered that her son was a special ops in the military and probably didn't really need her help. <laughs> Vulnerable, courageous, and compassionate, Mary loved fiercely, and she would have rescued me too. She just kept loving. Maybe you can see my empty holes. No one will ever feel exactly the same way. I tell you all this tonight, not about grief especially, but wondering if maybe you have been bewildered and lost in a wilderness too. If not in a wilderness of grief, then maybe in a loss of another relationship or a relationship that's lacking, a loss of health, a job, a loss of a home, a dream, a wilderness of time passing, a loss of purpose, or the road not taken. Maybe it's a wilderness of longing for an undefined something missing. If you don't have a story to tell yet, you probably will. Together in this world, it's hard to have a life without a wilderness eventually. My wilderness felt like this picture behind me. Our baptismal found at Cross of Grace is usually filled with fresh, life-restoring, touchable water, but looked like this last Lent. Could it have been any drier or less nourishing or less life-filled? I mean, Jesus was there in the middle of my wilderness, just like the crosses in the photo. No one really needed to say to me, have hope in the resurrection. That wouldn't help. I knew hope. I never doubted it in my head ever. But hope didn't help my heartache in the moment. I was just sad. I noticed more of the cold, hard stones in the warmth of grace and love I knew was there. I kind of felt like Elijah in the lesson looking for God in multiple places, certain God would show up, but not quite finding him like I hoped. A wilderness can be a lonely place. Can anyone ever really know exactly what you're missing? Really? The driest time in my wilderness was during Advent, hearing a Wednesday message about how a different Mary, vulnerable and courageous pregnant mother of Jesus, went to her compassionate, wise Aunt Elizabeth for support and love. Imagining that relationship, my tears ran. I longed for my go-to Aunt Elizabeth's, for ideas and creativity, for memories made together and the joy of long-time belonging. I would have cried with Mary about Susan. I would have cried with Susan about Mary, but I couldn't do, any, I couldn't do either. I needed my Aunt Elizabeth's. Maybe you've longed the same way in your empty wilderness, too. All that made the late Christmas Eve service sermon especially touching, reaching deep within me and settling there maybe a little bit like the gentle whisper Elijah heard. I don't know. That night, 
the reason for Christmas all sounded different. Compassion, as I saw it on the video that night, looked different. I understood more. I understood more why Jesus came to live in our vulnerable human wilderness so he could know vulnerability too and be the compassion I needed. He could say, Diane, I've been there, really. I understood more that Jesus experienced human courage in order to show me courage so I could live courageously, compassionately, too. He could say, go ahead and try it, Diane. I've done that, too. Really. I understood more how Jesus came to love people through all their wildernesses, how, could we, how we could love each other in a wilderness, too. He could say, yep, I've shown you how, Diane, and I still am really. Jesus was replacing this cold stone cross with his warm life again. I surely do not know how it was happening, but it was, really. I understood more that Jesus lived my grief. He lived my experiences with my special friends. He felt my emptiness too. My very real, compassionate Jesus knew exactly what I was missing and, who, and he was the only one who could ever be the same exact sad I was. He could say, Diane, I get it, really. Mary and Susan left, but Jesus never did. I didn't know it while I was in my wilderness, but I was being cared for. He just kept loving. I wonder when Elijah ran for fear of his life if he realized he was also being cared for or if he saw it in hindsight. Grace gave him what he needed to urge him forward. In hindsight, I now know grace was always there for me too. Like our Lenten song has said repeatedly about Elijah and me, well, sort of about Elijah and me, we may have had to wait. We may have had to pray more than we usually do. No voice or manna came to me in my wilderness, but there were conversations, emails, and hugs, earthly ones. It was surely grace that in my Stephen minister training, I had already heard about, read about, and practiced grief situations and had been given the privilege to walk it with others before I was dropped into my own. In hindsight, I see Jesus amazingly and gently prepped me to understand grief a little bit. Knowing what was coming, he just kept loving me. There was a lovely soul around who was sad along with me simply because I was sad. People gave me God's word and song lyrics, even sad ones, and served me bread and wine. Some people did serious listening that I'm sure Jesus overheard. Other people were put in my path or on YouTube, 
authors and teachers, new friends, and strangers alike. In hindsight, I think Jesus knew I just had to walk differently with him for a while before I could see his invitation to take his hand again. And so he gave me people. I was tended to, held up, and provided for in my wilderness by the warm love of Jesus through people. I may have had to wait. I may have had to pray more than I usually do. Because when I thought the happy Jesus of Christmas and Easter sometimes looked pretty puny in my wilderness, I was sustained and tended to anyway. Really. How cool is it that our God loved me enough to provide and provide and provide even when I wasn't ready to see it? God just kept loving. Exodus 15, 13 says about our Lord, in your unfailing love, unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. I believe that. And more especially since hearing the other messages that have been shared this Lent, Wednesdays and Sundays, and I thank them all. In his unfailing love, I believe God leads and guides us to emerge from our wildernesses. And we will be different no matter how long it takes. I believe God's love and strength provided Jesus himself with the vulnerability, courage, and compassion he needed just to get through his own life, death, and resurrection wilderness. He emerged different for us. I believe Jesus left all of his vulnerability, courage, and compassion behind in each one of us on purpose because we need all that kind of love to walk with each other in a wilderness. I don't believe it happens the same for everyone. In fact, sometimes I wonder if maybe we're all in a wilderness all the time and maybe we don't see that we're all really searching for how to live a full life as God intends, for the holes in our life to be filled, mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual ones. We're all called to walk with others anyway. I believe God has called me to walk with others through their wildernesses, and I've missed the opportunities. We're flat out said no. But I believe we're forgiven, and to try again, we're to try again and keep looking And when we find them, I believe we're called to love through their hard times, love through it all, through messy, empty places. Just keep loving. Because I believe that when one of us walks another one of us home through a wilderness, every single time that happens, then everyone, all of us, are a step closer to being led home too through the unfailing love of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.